Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Also, we are on iTunes. If you go under iTunes U, look for Seton Hall University and my program leadership, you will see all of our previous recordings. I'm very pleased to be in my fifth season here at WSOU talking about leadership. And my program is now at 8 a.m. So uh, for those of you who have been uh, listening to the program, I apologize for the time change, but uh, we had to uh, make a change due to the new biggies uh, uh, schedule that we have. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a new uh, uh, Big East conference, and we're hoping to promote this conference, and there's a show, I, I believe it's at noon. Um, so please forgive us for the change, but it's all for the good and betterment of our overall community here at Seton Hall University. You know, it's my pleasure and an honor to really to be able to come to you weekly to talk about the different themes of leadership, especially now when we look at where our country is in regards to um, the Congress is, is, is shutting the government down. Uh, the Congress and the president can't come together for, uh, uh, to make a deal to keep our country running. You know, the United States is a great country, and it is built on some solid principles. One of the principles that we're about to violate is paying our debts. And that is something that the United States has always done. And it's important that we continue to do that. And the question is, how can our leaders lead us if they're not going to sit down at the table together? So I, I hope by the time that uh, this particular program airs on the 19th of October, I'm hoping that they have uh, sat down and made the necessary uh, negotiations and to really help this country to uh, rebuild the greatness uh, that we've had because we've lost some of it but we're going to get it back but let's talk about this program and what we aim to achieve what we aim to achieve really is to talk about the pluses the minuses and the interesting points about leaderships from a variety of perspectives you know, um, there are many different type of leaders, and sometimes uh, being a leader, it's a very difficult thing. Sometimes it's a very difficult thing because leaders are put into various different types of situations and predicaments, and sometimes they're presented with situations that they've never encountered before. And sometimes during those particular periods, it's, it's toughest, but someone said that uh, when a person is, has their back up against a wall, that's when you see their true personality to, to come out. And while I agree with that to some degree, I, I do think that every person has their limits and capacity about what they're able to deal with. You know, you might say that they, they might have uh, their, their RAM capacity um, can only go but so far. And at those points is where you really learn about yourself. And for those who pass the test and, 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 and solve their problems, that's great. 
Um, it reinforces good habits. But for those that do not pass the test, um, all is not lost because this is an opportunity for them to grow. I remember my stepdad, Deacon Moore, uh, who has since passed on. He must have been 89 at the time, and I had a particular challenging situation that I was facing. And as I sat there at the, at the uh, kitchen table uh, having some breakfast that my, my mother made for me, he said to me, he said, you look pretty good. He says, and you're eating that breakfast pretty good. And I told him, I said, well, you know, I got the situation that I'm dealing with, um, but through prayer, meditation, and, and talking to my mentors, uh, I've been able to, I think, map out a strategy that's going to allow me to ultimately resolve this, this matter. And then he said to me, well, you know, son, when you're climbing the mountain of life, it's the rough spots that give you something to hold on to. And that was really so profound because when you think about it, when you talk about climbing the mountain of life, in life we're climbing every day and we're climbing to be a better person. We're climbing to be uh, a better spouse, a better father, a better son, a better brother, a better uncle a better co-worker, a better colleague. And this climbing of this mountain, you know, it's an everyday event. Interesting enough, also when you think about it, when you're, it's the rough spots that give you something to hold on to. And I think back of all of the experiences that I've had, the challenging ones, how I was able to grow through them and use those as learning steps, if you will, uh, to improve myself and in and, and, and all areas. And when you, we hear people say that they're a work in progress, that is true. We are all a work in progress. And so when my stepdad said that to me, when you're climbing the mountain of life, it's the rough spots that give you something to hold on to. That was just so significant, and it stays with me today. As I'm in a particular situation, I always ask, what is it that I must learn to do better? So what feels uncomfortable to me today will not be uncomfortable to me tomorrow. My stepdad, uh, Deacon Willard Moore, uh, he also said to me, you know, when we're going through these various different challenges, um, there is a lesson and then there's a blessing. And sometimes it, it could be one or it could be both. And I asked him to elaborate on that. And he says, well, you know, God does not give us more than we can handle. But what he gives us that might be a challenge to us is an opportunity for us to understand our limitations and there's something that we need to learn and if we are honest with ourselves we will see where our shortcomings might be and what we need to do to improve or overcome them 
And then after the lesson, he says that there is a blessing that the good Lord will provide us. And I found that to be so true. I found that to be so true. Sometimes when we receive a blessing and we do not treat that blessing well, well, there is a lesson to be learned. And so sometimes when things don't go as well as we would like, we realize that I did not handle that correctly. And now I must make amends. You know, if you were to look at uh, my Facebook page, I have a couple of quotes up there. And one quote is that uh, a man has got to be honest with himself and he's got to understand his limitations. If you look in the mirror and you're honest with yourself and you understand what your limitations are, you will be able to correct them. But if you don't look in the mirror and if you're not honest with yourself, you're going to think everything is just fine and it is not. So it's so important that you take the time to do a SWOT analysis of yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Where are your opportunities? Where are the threats? And really focus on addressing those urgent, important items. Oftentimes, uh, I remember my uh, executive coach, Winston Lau, who was on the program in our first season. He talked about placing things to do in the four categories. The top category, urgent, important. The next category is important. The next category, next least in, in order, is not important. And then the fourth category is not urgent. And it is so important as leaders that we manage our day and the task of our team, the delegation that we do, that we advise our team members about how to manage their day in these four categories. In, in, in leading by a sense of urgency is so important because it allows the entire organization to be more strategic. And that's what it's all about, having everyone to understand the company's mission, objectives, and strategy, and having everyone tied into that strategy. Oftentimes, I find when I'm talking uh, to fellow CEOs and, 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 and they're sharing their issues with me and their problems, I go back to some principles that I've learned a long time ago, and that is let's look at the basic and fundamental areas of management. Do your, sales, do your people have a job description? Do they have a performance? Do you have a performance review program where you discuss the performance objectives for each and individual person? Or is their performance objective tied to your overall strategy? Oftentimes, 
I find that there is a disconnect there. And that disconnect continues, and then folks wonder why they're not getting the productivity from each of their team members and why they're not achieving their performance objectives. So it's a very simple thing of aligning your company's mission, strategy, and objectives along with folks' uh, performance review objectives. And oftentimes I find that as managers, some of the early mistakes that we make is that we like a person, we think they're very capable, but we put them in the wrong position. And we don't put them in a position to win, a position where they're going to be able to utilize their skill sets effectively. It's almost like asking a hockey player to step on to the basketball court and play point guard where that's that's not what they do. They're an athlete. They're in shape. But they haven't dribbled the ball. Um, they haven't really passed the ball to someone. Um, it's foreign to them. And business is no, is no different. Um, there are the exceptions to the rules in regards to the folks who just have a natural uh, tendency to be able to step into any role and do it without any training. But that is an exception. Typically... Uh, if someone is going to be good at something, they would have had to spend at least 10,000 hours of perfecting this craft and continually to perfect it because, as you know, our environment is always changing. Technology is changing. So when we look to place someone in these positions of responsibility, we have to make sure that their skill set is aligned with what's required for that particular position. And that particular position, that duty, and that responsibility is aligned with the company strategy. So that when Captain Kirk calls Scotty and says, Scotty, I need more power, he's not uh, getting someone else uh, who's going to say, I don't know which button to push. He's going to get Scotty, and Scotty's going to say, Captain, I need more time. I'm going to give you more power, but I'm going to give it to you. But he's the right guy or the right, or the right woman to do that. And we really got to make sure that as we are building our teams that we're really being very, very precise about the people that we're putting into these positions. And this way, the company is going to be better off because the company is going to win and the individual is going to win. And let's say that when the individual wins and they're doing the task, the responsibilities that the company needs to achieve their strategic objective, your customers are winning. And when your customers are winning, the company is winning. So it is so important that you really look at the, the process and procedures and policies of your company, and are they documented? Have they been vetted? Is everyone uh, who will have to implement these policies, have they had the opportunity to participate in the development of them because they have to carry them out? That is so important. So that when employees will come and employees will go, 
That's a fact of life. But as you build your culture, you want to make sure that you have provided your culture with the right roles, responsibilities, the right procedures, and that they are communicated effectively to your team members. Training is so important to have success in the organization. Too often times I found out that a lot of companies, they'll use the village effect, that all of the information will be passed down by the elders and only they can pass this information along to the, the new folks. Well, I tell you, sometimes, uh, as you know, when you start it, if you had 10 people in the line, you start it, number, the, the first person, you tell them something, by the time it gets to number 10, um, there's going to be a lot of changes to that. But if it's written, if it's documented, it's vetted, published, and people are trained on it, then there's no doubt about how the company is going to, uh, to operate. It's very consistent. It's, it's not listening to someone to regurgitate the company's policies left and right. Too often times I find that's the problem. And one of the key goals for folks who have their own company and they don't have these process and procedures, I stress to them, document it. Take the time to document it, to vet it, to Im involve your folks in the process. This way, this document, it's, it's going to be a fluid document. It's going to be a living document. But you will have it, and people will you'll refer to it. People will be trained by it. And there's no doubt about what the company's policy is on a particular matter. Too often times, uh, folks are not provided the training. Therefore, they don't know. So if you're going to take the time to create the document, please take the time to train your folks on how to utilize it. Now, we're going to talk more uh, in other shows in regards to other aspects of building high-performance teams and talking about leadership. But I wanted to give you a sneak peek of some of the upcoming guests that we're going to have on the program. Uh, John Rigazzi, a mentor of mine, um, who is a retired executive from Elsevier, and now he works for a couple of uh, venture capital and private equity firms. Uh, he has a book out in regards to information, talks about the economics of information and free information. Uh, he's going to be on our program in the coming weeks to talk about his new book, but also about the exciting uh, pros projects that he's working on. John has built many companies and has sold a couple of them, and now he is working on some new things. And I think getting a leadership perspective from him is going to be uh, significant. Uh, we're also going to have the authors of the book, Einstein on Race and Racism. It was uh, authored by Fred Jerome and Roger Taylor. And they're going to talk about Einstein um, and how he was a proponent of doing away with racism. And here we have one of the you know, uh, the world's greatest minds uh, talking about a very serious topic. So I'm looking forward to that discussion with them. We're also going to have a, a very interesting gentleman who wrote a book called Waffle Wall Street, The Confession and Rehabilitation of a Financier. His name is James Adam, Adams, and we're going to have him on the program to talk about his book. 
So as you can see, we are going to have a number of great guests on our program. Oh, I forgot to mention, we have an author from Australia who has written a book. His name is Will Souza. He's written a book, China, Hungry for Resources and Know-How. And this book has been published. It's a nice short read, but I think it's a fascinating book for those of you who want to do business in China. So we're going to have many more, but that's just a, a sneak peek. But we are, as you know, we are at WSOU, and while my program is not a music program, I like to touch upon leadership in all areas. And I had the opportunity of meeting a phenomenal, phenomenal blues guitarist and vocalist named Jeff Jensen. And he has a new album out called Road Worn and Ragged. And I tell you, I, I met him at Buddy Guy's Legends in Chicago this summer. And after his set, I uh, went up to him to um, get his autograph and talk to him. And I just said, you're a phenomenal guitar player. There was four sets that night. And of all the guitars, he was by far the most electrifying. So he has a new CD out called Road Worn and Ragged. And um, we're going to have him on the program to talk about the music industry, talk about leadership in music, and how they are navigating uh, those tricky waters. So uh, if you want to connect with Jeff Jensen, and it's uh, J-E-N-S-E-N, he's on Facebook. And it's the Jeff Jensen Band at www.jeffjensenband.com. So J-E-F-F. J-E-N-S-E-N uh, dot com. And he is with SwingSweetRecords.com. And uh, I'm hoping that we'll also uh, be able to get him to be uh, interviewed by our DJs here at WSOU. Um, last but not least, um, I have a client uh, in Florida, and uh, one of the gentlemen there, um, is is a, has released an album called End of Beginnings. His name is Tim Russell, and um, we're going to have him on the program as well. And I've had the opportunity to uh, hear him play uh, live uh, amongst our colleagues there. And I have to say that I'm very impressed with his album. And we're going to talk about leadership from his standpoint, uh, from mixing business with music, because uh, he handles the international uh, markets for a news bank. And uh, meanwhile, he is uh, recording music. So I think it's uh, going to be a very exciting schedule that we're going to have. But we're going to hit leadership from all different angles. Um, one of the topics that... I want to explore, and I'm hoping that I'm able to get the local officials here in South Orange uh, to, to have a, a, a productive discussion uh, to talk about South Orange and Seton Hall and how the, the two communities are working together to improve the lifestyle of the students and the residents so that we can have a very cohesive and productive environment because uh, Seton Hall is a, is a great institution, and South Orange is a great town. And it's so important um, that we're able to get the message out in regards to uh, what is going on 
uh, in our community and how we can improve our community. You know, there's a local leader here, um, Chris Dickerson, and I, I was a Chris Dixon. Um, he has a nonprofit organization that provides food and other resources to needy families. And he funds his organization by doing rent parties at the local Elks Lodge here in South Orange. And I urge everyone to support his cause because not only do they uh, provide food to, to families uh, um, and, and, and during the week, but also during the weekends for those, for those children who do not have uh, food at home in their refrigerator, they provide them with a food pack. And they do it in a very, very discreet way that allows the individual to maintain their dignity and their confidence. And I, I can't say enough about uh, Chris and his partner, but please do go out and support them in their, I think they do their rent parties, if not weekly, every, every two weeks. And it's not expensive. And the money goes directly to a, a great cause. And, and he is one of the, the great leaders uh, in our community here in, in South Orange. Uh, we're also going to work to get President Esteban on the program as well as um, the basketball coach. We'd like to hear about what's coming up for the upcoming season. And our women's team here has a, a new coach, and we're excited about that. Um, uh, this individual brings a great track record of, of winning from the high school level that we feel that he can transcend to the collegiate level. So there's a lot going on here at WSOU on the leadership program. And it is our aim to provide you weekly with insights, commentary, suggestions, and thoughts about how you can become a better leader. There is a leader in, in every one of us. And uh, the motto of my show is that leadership begins with you. And you necessarily don't need to be a manager to be a leader. And one of the key things that I have learned is very important is that in order to learn how to lead, you, you must learn how to follow. And I would suggest that uh, learning to be humble uh, in leadership positions is so important because it is all about serving your community. And when I say serving your community, your fellow co-workers. Today we have knowledge workers that uh, require attention uh, in a way where your emotional intelligence has to be at a, at a particular level where you can manage people individually based upon their particular needs. Not that you're going to allow them to break rules or, or not do their work, but you understand what makes them tick and that you're going to uh, manage them accordingly and not in the ways of it used to be where you know it was either my way or the highway. Um, there's objectives that 
uh, you must achieve in your business and having one on the same having everyone on the same page is just so so important and a few thank yous i want to thank um mr mark maven uh, for the opportunity uh to bring this program to you he's the general manager here at wsou i want to thank frank scafidi who is our producer and our, our technical guru who has helped guide me accordingly uh, to make sure that I'm bringing you the best information as possible. And I want to thank my beautiful wife, uh, Deb Gunter, who listens to all my programs and provides me with the best feedback. And as a result of that, I'm able to bring you a much better program. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for your support over the last four years and I'm with this program. And I'm looking forward to taking this program to the next level. So there you have it, folks. Um, make sure that you tune in every Saturday at 8 a.m. And if you missed the show, please catch us on iTunes, on uh, iTunes U at Seton Hall University with the program leadership. Well, that wraps it up for this week. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU. 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Remember, we're on iTunes at iTunes U and look for Seton Hall University and leadership. Have a great weekend. Remember, leadership begins with you.